Some people call me the clown prince. Some people call me the psycho clown. Some people call me Red Hood. As I speak of killing the bat. People talk about my Harley. Sam doing her wrong, doing her wrong. Well, don't you worry, bats, don't worry. Cause I'm right here at home. Cause I'm a laugher and I'm a grinner. I'm the Joker, Batsy. So excited about that one. I can't do the laugh. <laughs> you just can make your own laugh. No, cause then it would sound like um, Crazy Carl from Billy Madison doing the Eric laugh. You know, the Weasley laugh. Go ahead and do it, Crazy Carl. You know, when he goes, Yeah, no, it's, that was awful. That is no Mark Hamill. Mm-mm. What are we talking about today? Um, well, we are every man's guide to nerdum. Uh huh. Go on, salesman. Oh, I thought you were going to do your your woo. Oh, wait, wait, big hold intro. Oh wait, wait. Hold on. That's what she said. Woo. Or that There's one. a woo for you. Yeah, that, that'll work. work. But welcome to Every Man's Guide to Nerdum, where we are two 30 to 40-something-year-olds who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle. And uh, you guys can also find us if you want to hang out, you know, in person at some point in time, uh, I guess as in person as you can get. We do uh, stream on Twitch, playing video games poorly with the community who play Very great. Very poorly. Yeah, the, the community is great. Um Chris over there streams under Guyver Unit 01. It's G-U-Y-B-E-R-U-N-T-01. I stream under KSIG, K underscore S-I-G. If you guys want to play with us, there's Lala. Wait, wait, wait. Words, man. I can't. I was doing so good. What did he say, Billy? A poo chow chow. Me bad. Poo chow chow. There's a link to our Discord down in the show notes below. You guys can join the Discord, hop in a voice chat with us as we're playing whatever we're playing, as long as we have slots available. Um, as long as you're not a dick or you're annoying, you can come and hang out with us all night and play. If you're a dick or you're annoying, then we're going to kick you out. I, I feel as if this has happened mm-hmm. recently. Possibly. Possibly. So for everyone who was playing, so we've been playing, I'm not going to go into details, but we've been playing uh, Unfortunate Spaceman on mm-hmm. Saturdays. So... Spooky Sus Saturday. Spooky Sus Saturday. I like that. It has been a great time with the community. It started out with four of us, and then it slowly got to five when Kinetic joined friends, up. And then they tell two friends. Two friends. And then we so got on and so prom, on. Nom, 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 nom. Mm-hmm. Got she prom noms nom. on our damn faces. We got Baby Bird. We got Kinetics. We got Chof. We had Banner. Banner. We had... Le- no, he's not Legion anymore. Infamy. Infamy. He's evolved. Because, yeah. The uh, Legion of Infamy. We'll have Doc with us. We'll have, and like, everybody. You guys yeah. just come, come hang out it's, and play. 
it is a great time because think of it among us except with higher graphics and a lot more fun yeah it's a good um, time it is a great time and we've had a good time doing this and mm -hmm. you know if you're a dick you're you can play with us once mm -hmm. we'll leave Sorry. it up to the, to the community to the yep. tribunal to the but, tribunal yeah. so that's what we do if you guys want to hang out with us and you know join the discord there's lots of conversation going on there but today tonight depending on when you're listening um we've got uh, we've got something serious to talk about it's no joke it's no joke it's no joke batsies it's time to go to the tribunal oh that was good that was good um what i'm sorry i killed that joke it was a killing joke uh <sighs> sorry that's fine what are we talking about we're talking about Joker. We are talking like about Steve Miller Joker. Band. Yeah, Steve Miller Band Joker. Oh, We're talking okay. about um, the character that is Joker and the many iterations and the and there's no way we're going to be able to cover everything mm -hmm. that can be covered about the Joker in whatever time frame we decide to stop this at. Right. Um, we can't. It, it's just something that that's fun to talk about. Just an iconic character. Um, if we don't cover the thing that you want us to cover during this, um, because you're somebody's probably gonna be like, Oh, you left up, up. Well, we probably will leave out something or oh, lots. I of guarantee things. you the, the Joker's history. Is so Justin. long and very Justin. No, 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 no. I texted him oh, yeah? to ask if he knew what he knew about the Joker, Joker, mm -hmm. the Joker. And he said, I know as much as the regular person. Oh, that's me. Okay. We can't have two of that on the show then. No, no. So I asked him. So Hughes, open rain, open fire. Mm -hmm. Let her rip. But yeah, Joker is such a interesting character uh, for one to talk about, just because the different there's different versions, right? We we say different mm -hmm. versions, just of iterations. We're talking, you know, we can call it multiverse or whatever you want to call it. There's just it's just like any comic book character gets reinvented. It uh, the Joker changes with the times but without changing if that makes sense there's a core set of psycho psycho things about the joker they get manipulated and molded and involved mm -hmm. and then you know these different versions that we see and then we're going to go through a lot of the different versions of the joker that's been seen over the years from the first appearance to the latest appearance um there's different things that the joker does that fits the times that he's in or that he's been written or that that makes him more modern or relatable but there's still always these core things about the joker uh you know the the laugh the look even though the look changes there's still like you know the joker as a villain when you see the joker mm -hmm. and that's what you know other than being batman's arch nemesis for what 80 years now 80, uh, uh 81 81 82 i think it's 81 now yeah the you know so iconic and and that's what we want to talk about because like everybody even if you're not a comic book nerd even if you don't watch any if you've never watched a batman movie you still know the joker when you see the joker and you see somebody dressed up as the joker i mean this you know you know who that guy is you know who that guy is and you know is inspired tons of other things you see influence of, of the the character of the joker in so many other uh media forms and things that uh just such a cool character to talk about so that's what we wanted to hit on tonight and do a little 
you know, brief rundown, some facts, some history, and then just like our thoughts and what we think about the Joker and what the versions that we've liked and ones that we haven't liked, uh, which is probably very few. Because um, he's such a great character. Such a great character. And, and like we said, easily moldable. So when we go through these characters, you guys um, can kind of go along with this. You can see how, you know, Leto's Joker is totally different from Nixon's Joker from, uh, you know, if we're talking about just like live and in person. Ledger's, Hamilton's. Hamilton's. I mean, and then, you know, just on paper, the Joker from 1940 versus the Joker in The Killing Joke. Like, different mm-hmm. Joker, but still the same Joker. Like, there's things that tie together, so they've done it so well. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the, I don't know if we want to say controversy over the who actually gets credit for creating the Joker, because there was quite a bit. There's different recollections on who whose side you believe and then there were some things that came up like later in time after one of the alleged creators passed away uh, it was just i thought was kind of sus since we're going to use that word mm-hmm. like oh yeah now we're going to give him credit because he's dead but now we don't have to pay him yeah now we don't have to pay him so yeah um when's the first time we saw joker chris so first time we saw Joker was Batman number one in 1940. Isn't that just nuts to think? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you think of Superman being super old, you know, because the action comics number one. Yeah. You think of that and, you know, you see, we've all seen the one that went up for like one of the few surviving copies that has survived and went up at uh, what, what is the big auction? Not Macy's. Uh, um, Southern or... Uh crap whatever it's called i put us on the spot um but we've all seen that you know but you don't ever hear like oh here's the rare batman number one christie's did you go up at christie's toy box no no auction house like the 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 bat plug it was probably robin get my bat plug yeah 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 (laughs) get my bat plug no, 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 no. Batman! <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is Christie's. Either Christie's or Sotheby's, one of the two. Those are like your two big ones. Um, but, you know, you don't really see that. But, like, Batman's 80th was last year or the year before. I can't remember. I think it was last year. And it's just nuts to think Batman is 80 years old and so is the Joker. Mm-hmm. And... If you think about it, Joker and Batman were both written during the war. The war. World War II. Um, just, I don't know, it's just kind of nuts to me to think that, the, that it's that old. And it survived the test of time. Mm-hmm. I know we went off topic, but that's how we do it, it around here. It, we're 85 episodes in. When you write a good, when you have a good character, a good pay, base for a character... Um, it can stand the test of time. I was looking to try to see how much it's sold for. Uh, you're talking about Action Comics number one? Yep. Um, there was a copy in 2014 that sold for $3.25 million. Jesus. It's the most re- There's probably a more recent one, but yeah. It's just nuts. When you found- and that just shows how big a part of our history as just humans that this type of entertainment is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not, not just nerdy shit. My yeah, chair so- at work 
is the Secret Labs Batman chair. Mm, I've seen it. I love cool. Batman. <laughs> I love Batman. I love what? Batman. You just gotta get that out there. I love Batman. He's one of my favorites. Just because mm-hmm. you know he's the he doesn't have powers besides he's rich. Mm-hmm. Well, that's super power. smart and you know. good looking and fit. Yeah. It's been said several times. I'm very partial to the non-powered superheroes. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like I have a chance. I'm Fat Man. You're Fat Man. I'm Fat Man. Where am I? Oh, I'm Fat Man. Mm-hmm. Ooh, jelly donut. Yeah. Ooh, Nothing in my freaking utility belt, but croissants and donuts and insulin. So. In regret. In regret. <laughs> Why does that one say regret? Mm. We don't talk don't about the regret. Don't worry about it, Bob. Don't worry it. about it. Um. So- but yeah, so first one was Batman number one, 1940. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry Robinson were credited with the creation of Batman now, and the Joker. Now credited. Uh, Finger uh, was the one, if I, I think I'm getting that right, that didn't receive credit. full acknowledgement and credit until, uh, you know, but he did posthumously after he passed away. Um, and so there's, you know, he got the late credit with it uh but they all influence you know we we all know you know kane bob kane he's bob the kane, definitive the, the definitive um but at one point in time i think kane even said that like a big portion of the joker and even batman like i think at one time he was saying like 80 percent of the 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 story and the everything that happened with the joker was bill was finger mm-hmm. you know he said that after he died which to me is nuts. Yeah. Um, I was like, no, 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 we're good friends. Uh, is he dead? Okay. Yeah, he can get some credit. Yeah, we'll give you some credit. The look of the Joker um, was influenced from, there's a silent film in the 20s called The Man Who Laughs. I'm going to screw up the name of the character. Uh, he was played by Conrad Veidt. Um, Veidt. Uh, the character was, was named uh, Gwynplaine, which this like the, Gwynevar. Mm-hmm. And the man who laughs was a like one of the, was an early uh, silent film influence from a story I think in the eighteen hundreds that was written. But if you look up, uh, if you Google an image or Google you know just the man who laughs and look at that image, um, it's pretty obvious. The, I'm doing that right now. The influence, yeah. Look it up. I was going to put a uh, a picture in the. Uh, in these show notes, but I forgot. But oh wow, yeah, that cover. Mm-hmm. And so he even the I, stills, shit. The stills are freaking creepy. And I think uh, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong here. The the main character, the uh, Gwynplaine, who you know his his visual appearance influenced the appearance of the Joker, was actually. He didn't have a disease. I think he was um, physically mutilated, like his face was mutilated to where he constantly had this grin, um, which is something that we had seen later on in some of the iterations of the Joker, especially in Ledger's Joker. You see the uh, the slits, the corners of the mouth and things that... And uh, You know what that's called? What is that called? The Glas- Glasgow... Glasgow smile let's go smile or glasgow grin maybe it's the grin glasgow grin and so that's where that 
that look kind of uh, came from. Oh yeah, it is smile. Yep, there's a. Uh, it's disturbing that. because it's actually it's an actual thing it's an actual thing yeah we, i'm gonna get down into that one <sighs> so um yeah so there, you know there's the the early intro that's when we first saw joker um there it's kind of commonly divided his the history of the joker is kind of commonly divided into what you, you know called ages uh which i think relates to the ages of the dc comics you have golden silver bronze and we have modern chris actually says there's what five yeah five at least that i know of yeah at least so the the original um iteration first when we first saw the joker um he was a serial killer and a jewel thief and the joker venom was present then which he would poison his victims with, and they left him with that that smile, that chemically induced or the venom, venomously induced, you know, grotesque smile. And something that was very interesting uh, going through all this was the Joker was intended to be like a one and done originally. The original thought was there's going to be this bad guy, and Batman was going to kill him. And that was going to be it. And guess what didn't happen? That didn't happen. And the the reasoning behind this actually kind of makes sense. And I'm really glad that they didn't listen to reason because we wouldn't have had the Joker. But uh, Bill Finger wanted the Joker killed off early because he felt that Batman having an adversary that just keeps coming back and keeps coming back takes away from the Batman. It makes Batman seem inept. Weak. Weak and inept that he cannot finish off his foe. Um, but that's Batman's thing. He doesn't finish off his foes. He, yeah. Batman doesn't finish in a timely <laughs> fashion. Just a lingerer. Batman doesn't finish. Did you finish? No. No. Why not? Batman. Viagra. <laughs> Batagra. Take your little blue bat peel. Uh-huh. It's a suppository. <laughs> Alfred, bring me. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, but he did. He, he started off. He was the original Joker. Is like the 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 more modern Joker that we've seen now, more modernly, more lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a transition that slowly happened, where he went from like crazy killer to, you know wacky prankster joker kind of more the version of the joker we saw in the 60s the uh the romero joker that uh and that that started actually in the comics and did you know like did you see that you know about the like the reasoning for that and why that transition kind of happened i actually didn't no and so the transition i think i'm jumping around a little bit here you are a little bit, but who cares? This is Joker. I mean, this is this is this is what the Joker would do. Yeah, it all ties in. Like he was, he was originally supposed to be killed off. He was, you know, being he got stabbed through the heart. He got to stay around, not by uh, love, not by love. And then he slowly started having this transformation to being more of a prankster, less homicidal, still crazy, 
but oh, he's like hey, he's kind crazy. of fun crazy he's like your you know fun crazy uncle that just hangs out at the party and yep. tells knock knock jokes not the not the not that uncle who tries to put his wiener on your shoulder at thanksgiving Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no we're like we didn't even have a cookout where, where is it? oh god like, why, why are you here what is that turkey turkey what? yeah <laughs> not that uncle but he, he was a you know one of the first regular villains that showed up in batman um but the transformation was like it started happening and then it really got I almost said thrust. I don't want to say thrust after that last joke. It was thrust in onto us because there was a uh, a formation in the late fifties, early sixties. A group was formed, the Comics Code Authority. Um, basically, like your morality police. You think of um, I kind of think of was it Tipper Gore in the nineties that was like rallying against. Um, violent video games and had that commission that sounds right but i, don't I think it was different gore one of the original karens so this really similar to this the comics code authority was formed in the late 50s early 60s as a kind of moral authority group that they blamed all the world's problems on uh mass media and a particular focus of the blame was on comics they blamed well, I say problems loosely. Their their vision of the problems. I ain't got any problems with this. Uh, they blame juvenile delinquency on comics, the rise in violence, the rise in homosexuality. You know that, or the not the rise in it, but the it being prevalent or being in the being known. I guess you could say they were blaming mm-hmm. all these things on comics, which is a bunch of bullshit anyway. Yep. Um, and so to appease the Karens of the fifties. Uh, the writers kind of that's where that shift happened even more pulling him away from homicidal and crazy to just wacky and crazy and that's how he was portrayed that's, that's how i think of him portrayed in uh the tv series in the 60s when Susan romero played him uh and the uh 60s batman tv show with adam west and burt ward you know a lot of pows and wham and kazow and Keep going. Give me a sec. And so that Joker that we saw was 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 still crazy, was still out there a little bit, but was you didn't have the 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 crazy homicidal maniac Joker. And that's that's my favorite version of the Joker is the crazy killer clown. Um and so we had the the appearance in the 60s. We had the TV show played by Cedar Mount, who famously donned the Joker makeup. Did not shave off his mustache. He kept the he kept the facial hair. Like if you look, and I didn't realize this growing up. Like I watched a lot of, I think it was like TV Land and uh, some other stations that would run. I think maybe TBS or TNT may have done it as well. Uh, ran a lot of reruns of the old Batman show. And I never caught on that it was just painted over the mustache. So go if you if you haven't seen it, go look up uh, pictures of Romero when he was playing the Joker back in the '60s, and you'll see little 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 painted hairs showing through. And so that that ran both side by side in the comics and on in the TV show in the '60s. And we we get into the later '60s. 
uh, early 70s, and we kind of move out of the Silver Age of the Joker. You can think of the Joker Silver Age as the, the more comical, wacky, whatever. Um, as we get into the Bronze Age, we start drifting more into back to his homicidal roots, I guess you could say. Um, and then from the Bronze Age on into the Modern Age, where we start seeing the Joker in movies in the 80s. Um, and that's that's where I would think that's where I was first exposed to the Joker. Is that the word we want to use? We're going to. Yeah, um, that's a good word. You know, I I think the 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 Tim Burton Batman movie that was my first exposure to like actually immersing myself in seeing and learning about the character. Like I was aware. You know, everybody knows Batman and Joker, even from a little, you know, small age, you know that. But that was my first big exposure was in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yours was probably prior with comics, I'm going to assume. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'll tell you, comics and um, Batman, uh, the TV show. Well, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I did have that, I guess, before the movie came out, because I did mm -hmm. get to see some of those reruns and things. But seeing the joker that i really liked that would have been burton's batman movie who we'll go into that too mm -hmm. because okay. that's not your typical joker no but i'm i'm really i'm really curious to hear your take on on that and comparing that so there is no definitive joker story origin story there because <clears throat> I think they kind of got into this hole and then they got in so deep that they couldn't get out of it to come up with an you know the one origin story like Wolverine's got one origin story Captain America one Superman one you know um, they do retellings and reimagine it but there's one story right well with the Joker that I think goes along with his personality. Like the Joker's fractured mind, you know, he's psychotic, sociopath, um, homicidal, you know, he's everything bad you can think of. He is, to me, the, bo uh, the, the Joker embodies addiction um, yeah. and mental health. Because if you think about it, he gets obsessed with one thing and he'll go all out and he'll do anything to get what he wants. Like, and that's usually killing the bats, you know? Um, I think that there's a quote from, and we'll go, and I will go into the comic and the animated uh, feature a lot more shortly. Um, there's a quote from the killing joke. I think like sums up all this really, really well. Because like you said, they dug themselves a hole. There's really not a definitive origin story. So how a lot of some of it's left for uh, for up for interpretation. But uh, in the Killing Joke, he said, "If I'm going to have a past, I prefer it be multiple choice." And I think that really wraps up the whole mythos of the Joker really, mm -hmm. really well in one little sentence. That there's nothing definitive. There's yeah, there's like nothing definitive. There's all the, you know, depending on what you hear, what you believe, or even what he wants you to, 
to believe or wants you to think he wants you to believe there's there's nothing definitive the only time that i can think of that there was something that was semi-concrete and it didn't like we said this is all you know extended universe multiverse however you want to look at it different versions the only version that i can think of where there was at least a halfway set in stone origin story for that story that the joker was involved in is in burton's batman because you see where napier came from Mm-hmm. for how Napier turned into the Joker. And there's been different, you know, names in the past. It's multiple names. Multiple and names. Burton's is the first one that came up with Jack Napier. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Burton's was Napier. What was uh, in well, and then Phoenix's Joker? It's Arthur? Flight. Arthur. Yeah. Yep. Arthur. Um, but then there was also, I have it in the notes here. Hold on. Uh... In Batman Confidential, mm-hmm. um, he goes by Jack. Um, but that was 2006. Okay. Um, that was issue 7 through 12. Career criminal becomes obsessed with Batman. Um, and what the difference is on this one is Jack um, versus any other Joker origin story is that Batman gave him the grin with a battering. It ripped his face, Ooh. ripped his mouth. See, I don't That's know that one. That's what's completely different about this story. But again, Jack Napier, Napier, Napier. Napier. Um, it's like was, Rapier with a, like a, like a the sword. With a Napy. With a Napy. Um, he was the one, that was the one that gave him that name, which was different than any other Joker origin story we had. Mm-hmm. So you got, you did a whole section here for origins. So I, I want to hear you talk about so your first one was, um, you know, the first Batman, but that wasn't really his origin story. The first origin story that I can think of was um, Detective Comics 168. And that's where he was the Red Hood. Um, and that's where it gets fucked up. There's different ed- iterations of the Red Hood, too, because this Red Hood was, you know, he was... In every representation, the Red Hood thinks he's some sort of good guy. Like, in his, in his own fucked up way, yeah. he thinks he's doing good. Well, most, really, most villains kind of. No, they do. They think they're do. doing it for the greater good. But Red Hood has, like, this stronger sense. It's my opinion, of course. Yeah. But, I, get what um, you're, I mean, I get what you're saying with yeah, it. Like, yeah. Like, he legitimately, yeah. He thinks he's doing it for the greater good. Not necessarily in greater good, but good of, good for him. He thinks he's doing good work. Um, Red Hood is such a complex character. I really love him. And, like, the first iteration of Red Hood was literally a shitty Red Hood. Um, with a, I, think, I believe it was a rope tied around it. It was almost... Yeah. And... This is the best way I can describe it, so don't get mad at me. It's like um, the old lynching hoods that you used to see. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Well, not necessarily, not, wouldn't even have to necessarily be lynching. Like if somebody was going to be even publicly executed and hung, they would throw a hood over. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Like those, it, the old like burlap sacks or mm-hmm. potato sacks or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, they put them there. 
like when, um, he, when he was becoming that and he was like throwing it on he looks at the guy next to him he's like first time and just throw. no el guapo <laughs> um so that was the first iteration um then we talked you brought it up killing joke uh, i've got what i have down there um yeah it, it really is um it's the best known and most frequently cited joker story especially like origin wise or so, at least joker story let's talk a little bit since we're on on that hood in there and that's like fresh in my memory right now because i just recently watched the, the and i haven't joker. read or watched it in a while so you go ahead well and you brought it up before to show that there's there's some differences in the the animated film and the books and so in the movie um i don't think it, they ever say his name but uh before becoming the joker he was um, um aspiring to be a stand-up comedian failing miserably he had a kid on the way um his wife was very supportive as a matter mm -hmm. of fact and like you know you'll get you'll make it well he makes ends up making a deal with some mobsters who and I don't remember exactly if they were working with the Red Hood, but they set him up to look like the Red Hood for a job mm -hmm. um, at a chemical factory that he used to work at. Uh, so he's a former employee at this chemical factory. I think it was a chemical factory. Um, Breaking goes bad. Everything goes sideways. He gets into a scrap with the bat. Um, he's clumsy, he, you know, because he was just doing this for the money. Like he had no prior experience in doing anything. He wanted to, to support his wife and kid. They wanted, like, they were about to get evicted from their apartment. He needed the money. Um, they fight some guards. The bat knocks him into a vat. He gets sucked through the vat, shot out a tube on the other side to wherever the waste gets dumped to, and the the chemicals transformed him into what he is, similar to what happened in uh, Burton's Batman with the falling into the vat. And, you know, that change. <clears throat> but in that, he wasn't the Red Hood, but he was presumed to be for that brief instance by Batman. And so I think in the comics, it was slightly different. Um, it's a great story. Alan it's Moore. A, it's a really cool story. Um, and I forgot. Okay. I And I'm was re-looking this up too so the red hood was used in it that was a different one so if i remember now i'm looking at this the gang in the detective comments 168 was had dome-shaped helmets hoods well i think it's what they had in uh, killing joke too yeah that's what it, they had in killing joke too it was like uh, it was like uh, they described it as a uh it's like a two-way mirror like yep. you're being interrogated that you can see out but you can't see in yep um so yeah there's that um killing jokes just such a great story so the i can't remember i think it's the the sex scene in the the animated that wasn't in the comic that oh that was something else i was wanting to bring up it wasn't joker related but it was um there's some pretty good batgirl stories that happened through that but i, I think i remember hearing hearing or reading somewhere that that was highly controversial mm -hmm. that you know because that was something that 
you've heard I've heard mentioned several times like there won't be you know you won't have a bat sex scene because there's an image that they want to keep of Batman to be able to sell comics and things like but that. Bat but Batgirl, let's go for it. But Batgirl's there. Well, she banged the bat. So in the movie, banging the bat, banging the bat, mm-hmm. oh, which is weird because she's banging the dick. Mm, well, she's got options. I'm talking about Dick Grayson, you sick bastards. No, I know. That's what I was saying. Like, Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the next one on my list? Uh, we already did Batman Confidential. Oh, Case Study um, from 1996. Paul Dini and Alex Ross did the Red Hood. Um, what was completely different about this one? I remember the story. I loved it so much. So first, I love Alex Ross's art style. He does... But have you ever seen his art style? I probably haven't, just didn't know it. Let me look here. Um, look up. Let's see. Uh, so he's he's done DC Kingdom and Come. Marvel both. Yeah, look up Kingdom Come. He has the most distinctive art style. Ever. It's hyper-realistic. Oh, okay, I see. He's the one who did the Kingdom Come with um, Mark, Wet- Mark Wade. But see how I mean? It's like hyper realistic. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's beautiful. Um, Superman's and, got a big head. Yeah, he's like and a it's, freaking lineman. So that's old man Superman, too, in Kingdom Come. Um, and Paul Dini wrote it. Flash is bulked up. Oh, Flash is huge in that one. Huge. Huge. And. If you remember what Paul Dini, and to me, is most famous for, is writing Batman the Animated Series. A very um, distinctive look there. Oh yeah, well, and real Dini, angular Batman. It is. He also did. If you remember, um, Tiny Toon Adventures. He was a writer. Oh okay. Um, Superman the Animated Series. You know anything around that time period? New uh, Batman, Superman. It. it ugh animated series or adventures whatever they're called batman beyond Mm -hmm. and he did duck dodgers paul dini's one of my favorite writers i will tell you straight up batman the animated series is well i guess that would be six iterations of batman um because that's a different one i didn't even think of um batman the animated series is probably one of my all-time favorite series it was just so well written and defined the bat and that's where we got Mark Hamill's Joker. Love Hamill's Joker. To me, the only Joker voice there is is Mark Hamill. Like when I think of the Joker, I immediately go to Hamill. He did a good Joker. The guy behind me. Who was that? It was Zach Galifianakis in the Lego movie. He oh, was, was it really? Yeah. He did, but he's no Hamill. He's no Hamill. He. He did. He was the right choice for that type of Joker. I yeah. Think. No. 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 For the Batman or Lego. Yeah. Which is which are still some of my favorite Batman stories because it's so self-aware of making like how they make fun of themselves. Fourth Wall. It. Oh, it's so good. I love them just because. Uh, of well, they're great movies and great shows. Alfred, bring but, me my lobster thermidor. <laughs> lobster thermidor. But Paul Dini wrote it. Um, what was different about this one? 
the Joker was completely sane. That's a cool take. He feigned insanity to avoid the death, death penalty. So, would you have to be a certain type of insane to fake being? You'd have insane? to be a special kind of insane to fake being insane. Mm-hmm. But that's what was different about that story, and it was it was turning. a great book. Yeah, it was a great read. It really was. Um. Then we had Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold. I love Brave and the Bold. So Brave and the Bold is Silver Age heroes um it's like the old like come on old chum mm -hmm. we're gonna go buy war bonds you know like that kind of stuff written um, during that or set during that time but written more modern like right. it was it was released recently and do you remember who did batman's voice in brave and the bold was that Dietrich bader it was Dietrich bader yeah or uh sensei do you think I'm, I'm a loser when i go home to stella i freaking love Deidre bader oh i do too He's very very underappreciated in what he can do oswald mm -hmm. from the drew i'm always going to remember him though too one episode of the drew carey show when they had the giant vat of beer and lewis and oswald were in it and dietrich comes out and he asked him he goes you know oswald what are you doing he goes i'm not oswald i am beer bore beer boy and i can only survive in your oxygen rich environment for a couple minutes i must get back <laughs> like i don't know why but every time i remember that i start cracking up but got a core memory there so there we go um but brave and the bold 31 it was in 2010 i loved this one adam goes into the joker's mind the adam not a-d-a-m a-t-o-m adam um ray palmer and he's basically melting in the Joker's mind because it's so toxic. Like literally his face is melting on some parts of this. Um, he witnesses. So, okay. Here's where it gets tricky. So 99% of your comic book Joker origin stories could never transfer to television or the big screen. Why is that? They're too violent. Um, the one from Brave and the Bold could easily be transferred over as a flashback. Because when he's in Joker's mind, um, he witnesses the Joker burning his parents to death mm -hmm. after he gets caught burning animals alive. Hmm. So you, you could see that, you know, like as a black and white, like flashback. Yeah, like you know those weird hyper, like camera angles they do. Um, but, but that one could like, that you could and, do that. And in your face, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a great that was a great take on it. Next up, we had what did I put? Uh, Batman thirty eight, I think, in twenty fifteen. Scott Snyder and Greg Capulo. I can we know I can't pronounce names, but Scott Snyder is one of my favorite batman writers like of all time like when his run was phenomenal on batman um this is what was so different about this one joker is an ancient 
who is immortal in this storyline. Like ancient times, like um, Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage was a caveman who found this space rock that made him immortal. That's how space rocks work. That's because that's exactly how space rocks work. I want a space rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a I got... space rock. Rock! Dun, 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 dun. I want to. See, and there's your connection right there because D. Snyder is also probably immortal. He's like 70 something years old and ripped. So there's and your he, Snyder. There's your third Snyder. And he still looks the same. Connection. Yep. So D. Scott. Pete Snyder. All the Snyders. God. That was all a good the, one. All the, good all Snyders. the Snyders. All the Snyders. So what was different about this story was Joker and Ancient Times found the Lazarus pit instead of Ra's al Ghul. And we know after you go into the Lazarus pit, it makes you crazy. So after multiple times of dying, that they're saying that's what made Joker crazy. And later in the run, spoiler well, um, alert. Yeah, later <laughs> in the run, I think it was last year. Maybe it was two years ago. COVID, fuck you. Like I can't remember. Like all my years are blurring together right now. Um, there was three Jokers, and the and it's all in the same universe. They're all there. All three Jokers represents a different origin story of Joker. There was Killing Joke Joker. Um, there was the Red Hood Joker, and then um, it's either current or 50, New Fifty Two Joker. Um, Just tied all those together. All of them. Um, and then there was another Joker origin that I didn't put on this from New 52. We'll go over that here in a minute, too. Okay. Um, our next iteration was Batman, the movie, Tim Burton mm-hmm. from 89, where his name was Jack Napier. Napier. That gave um, a very definitive origin story for him. For that universe. Uh-huh. Oh, 100%. Um, Honestly, that was one of my favorite portrayals of Joker. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, you know. And Prince wrote a song about Batman, so that was awesome, too. Like I said, there's a, we we may have a little bit, a little bias, because that's the first dark. movie that we know of. First Bat movie, first Bat, our first time we see him on screen, other than, you know, but like not the not the not the 64 batman not the no, this was batman. like a real greedy batman mm-hmm. like this was this was good you know this uh we're not going to talk about the middle of the 90s and the nipple suits and all that but when things got weird and wonky and whatever i liked them at the time i didn't know any better i apologize but that that representation like i still remember like there's just scenes that stick out in your head of how he did crazy. He did crazy in a different way. Like he did it, crazy in only a way he can do in the shining. Yes. Yes. Like he's shining Joker. You think about it. Okay. So anytime we've seen a visual representation of Joker on screen, there's usually like tons of laughs. Like even Hamill's Joker, that laugh is iconic 
think uh-huh. how often the 89 Batman Joker, I think how often Jack laughed as Joker. I think he only laughed a couple of times. Just a couple of times. So he was able to do a very convincing Joker without being over the top with the iconic Joker laugh. But you know what? that's Joker. You know what I mean? That's Yep. That's, what, you mean that where he did that deep breath? I can still hear this, even though I haven't seen that movie in years. The, and then he's in the shadow, then comes out. It's like, the way do they get a load of me? That mm-hmm. one? Yes. Like, yeah. He's the only person that could, and he was the definitive Joker for a very, very long time. Yep. I agree with that. Um, you know, that we'll skip just around just a little bit. And we'll, I'll bring this back in. I remember when Dark Knight trilogy came out and they're like, we knew that we're going to get another Joker. And the big hubbub was like, nobody can top Jack's Joker. Mm-hmm. Nobody could top it. That was the talk up until the movie came out. And then, and then everybody's surprised. like, oh, oh shit. Okay, maybe there there's a better Joker. Like, and I don't like to say one's better than the other. But one's better than the other. But one's better than the other. And that is saying a hell of a lot. Yeah. You're saying oh, 100%. That, that Ledger's Joker is better because Jack's a fucking amazing actor and nailed that part so well to be able to say that Ledger did it better, that Ledger did better than Jack. That's here's the thing, though. I also think Ledger, because he was a method actor. I mean, yeah. you go read the go read the reports. Oh, yeah, he I was know. Joker. The not not you. I'm telling use the listeners. Yeah, listeners. Um, he was the Joker the entire time. Mm-hmm. There's reports that he sent some sort of like animal head to someone. That was later, right? That I was, believe it was Ledger. Was it? Leto did that right. too, though. Shelf tells if we're wrong, or try to convince. Shelf doesn't know this one. Shelf don't know. Shelf don't know. Um, but he was such a method actor. I think it's apples and oranges. You know what I mean? It's two different styles of Joker. It one. really is. Um, I I see the '89 Joker as a very classical like you get that kind of like old school gangster Norfield from him that being the crazy Joker. And then Ledger's Joker is the, the crazy Joker without being, he's a believable crazy Joker. Mm-hmm. Ledger's Joker is whatever. Um, <laughs> don't even want to go there. I know where you're going. That's... There's, there's believable psycho craziness, and Ledger did it really well. There's one Joker, and we'll talk about it when we get there. To that, um, we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, but we're technically we're there now. Um, All right, so <laughs> let me pull so up my Dark chair. Knight, Dark oh. Knight, which is oh. the most can. I can never say it. We know I can't say this. Can can canal the most canonically canonically canonically. That sounds like it. Something you get checked checked out. Yeah, it's, it's my canonics. Yeah, you get my animal um, canonically. He's the most accepted in canon. Yeah. Um, is the Joker is the Dark Knight, and here's what's great about this version. 
this is what I loved about Heath Ledger's version. If you guys remember, and girls, remember the movie, every time he told his origin story, it changed. Mm -hmm. It was never the same. Just like the comics. Yep. That's what I loved about that one. I know you're dying, go. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just like, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Like, I'm, I'm just here. I've got... I'm no, I know, I know you have something you want to... Oh, I'm just replaying scenes in my head of, of him playing the Joker and just, like, how well he sold it. And mm-hmm. the, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, just believable. Like, he was creepy. He was likable. And I think that's that's key to a good Joker is they have to be likable to a point. You have to like them enough that you have to question hating them. You like to hate them. You have to, well, yeah, and then you have to like to hate them. But the there's a relatability of the Joker that appeals to so many people about you know the the outcast and shunned from society and all that. And I don't think that Ledger's Joker hung his hat so much on that outcast thing. Like he didn't throw it in your face. Mm-mm. Okay. There's some iterations of the Joker that that gets thrown in your face. We're probably getting ready to talk about. Um, But Ledger's Joker didn't do that. Ledger's Joker, you knew he was an outcast, but he wasn't a woe is me outcast. He was very determined, very methodical. Even in his times of insanity, like very, he was, he was a very goal driven Joker. Like, I, I assume, like, he had, like, a little checklist somewhere, like, on his refrigerator, like, what <laughs> uh, to do today? Okay. He, he put it in Michelle's underwear drawer. Yeah. And so, I mean, we can go forever on Dark Knight Joker if we wanted to on Ledger's. Just, you know, and, and it stood the test of time. I think there was, I mean, obviously, when it came out, there were still people that hated it because you have fanboys doing fanboy shit. Mm-hmm. And... There was there's still people who hate on it. There's still people who hate on it. And and there was a, a point to be made, whether you agree with it, disagree with it, or how awful it may sound, it's still out there that his death, so close to that coming out, a lot of people felt that that skewed the vision of him being a great joker, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to think he was awesome because we just lost a great actor. Right. That that was a role, one, one the last roles that we've seen him in. So our perception of that is going to be skewed based on our feelings for the actor, not the job that he did in the movie. Right. And I think that argument is null and void because it still stands. You can go back and watch it, and without the blinders on of the of however you felt about him as a person, and you know losing a great actor, the blinders off, and you go back and rewatch that. He is still a fucking badass Joker. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. I can get off my get off my soapbox now. <laughs> Put over here to the side. I'm getting ready to get back on it. Um, it was a great movie. It really was. I remember how pumped I was and just how impressed I was. And like the whole um, where he blows up the hospital and the yes. it didn't detonate. That whole thing was ad libbed. Like, they didn't know what he was doing. He said, I'm going to do something. Like, okay. 
so and then yeah i mean it if you guys if you read the stuff about it like it blew up like they thought it wasn't going to work then it blew up and it actually scared him mm-hmm. so he it just went with it he just went with it he, he was great in it he really was um the last one i have on this list it well okay we'll go don't forget to remind me of batman um new 52 so mask of the phantasm which was batman the animated series with mark hamill what was different about this one was joker was a mob enforcer for and a hitman for a famous crime family and not the clown prince of crime and mask of the phantasm was so good it still stands up um like I said, I, I can't get enough of Batman the animated series. It's like the whole like the almost got him episode. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorites. And like anything with the Joker, and you know, they even brought him back for um oh what is it? Uh Justice League. And then Justice League Unlimited. Where they give Joker his own episodes, and then you know, like um Batman Beyond. They had the Jokers, which was a gang in the future, based off of Joker. So it's just all that shit. I love that. I eat that up. It's just so well written. It just draws you in. Um, you know, you're one time about the New Fifty Two. Let's go ahead and New Fifty Two. What was different about this one? I remember seeing this, reading this when it came out. So New Fifty Two was a reboot of DC. And then they ended it after 52 issues of the stuff. Um, like it was planned. Weird. But, yeah. you know, it went on for like three years, three, four years, something like that. Um, it was a retelling of the origin stories. Like Superman had a different, they all had different costumes. They were, I like the new 52 Batman costume. It, it was awesome. Very um, armor looking. Yeah. Um, but what was different about this was it was different origin stories like Batman and Superman or Batman and Super. They were together in this one. That's a different 52. Uh, Bat- Superman and Wonder Woman were a, a couple. And they formed the Justice League with Darkseid invading for the first time. And Batman, you know, didn't know Barry, the Flash, or how was Green Lantern, any of that. Well, he knew, but they never met. Batman or uh, Joker was in Arkham and then they went looking for him. And I remember the end of the F the issue. There was either a coat rack or a nail on the door. And there's Joker's face on it. To escape where he was, it was, Oh, I forget the guy's name. He's, he's a, the doctor, he wears a pig's pig's face and he modifies people but to escape that because uh he had joker and i can't remember if that was inside of um, arkham or not pig what is that professor pig yes professor pig with a y yeah pyg wasn't it Mm -hmm. um joker cut off his own face skinned his own face off and wore a different face to get out and then after that, you know, he, it was just, you, you could see the muscle and stuff. He wore the face again as a mask. It had like 
straps on it and stuff. I mean, it was terrifying. And this was just an even, I think, more psychotic Joker than there was. Um, oh, yeah, cut his own face off. He really is. I'm looking at the images, and that is just so wicked. Joker face, yeah. And that's, um, that's I want to say that's where Death in the Family was from, too, was New 52. Okay, are so you did, seeing the... So did he the, do that so they, they couldn't read his, couldn't read his, couldn't read his Joker face? <laughs> Joker face, Joker face. <laughs> But are you looking at the are you looking at the picture of his skinned face on the wall? Um, hold on, I'm looking just at the picture of him. Hold on, hold on. Face on wall. Hold on, I'm sending it to you in the chat. There you go. Okay. Copy and paste that. Oh wait, hold on. Help if I give you the whole thing, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, because it also shows his. Mask. Oh, I see it here now. I see. Well, I saw the mask, but now, yeah, I see what you're talking about. It's just pinned to the wall, like a tile wall. Yep. Ugh, that's freaking wicked. Um. But yeah, isn't yeah. that nuts? Look that up, listeners. Ooh. Yeah. Like that was such a. I remember how fucked up that was. So, you have that. Um. I guess you could say another Joker origin story, which was completely different, was Joker with Joaquin. So, yes, let's talk about that. I I love that take on it. I did, too. That one got very mixed reviews. That one was a very, I mean, without saying too much, it's been out for a little bit now, so we're not going to spoil really anything. Um, I'd love if it had a very Fight Club feel to it. Like it was, it was a very, it was a really different take on the Joker as we get a pretty good origin story. We think it's still not definitive. Like there's, there's so much left for interpretation on that. Um, you can see that like there's influences from the killing joke in there with him wanting to do his stand up comedy. Uh, there's a lot of twists in there of, you know, his backstory, like always. Oh, is he actually a Wayne? Oh, no, he's not a Wayne. Like, there's so many cool things, and I think he played, Joaquin Phoenix played him extremely well. He played him as only Joaquin could. Only he could, and I think that Joker works best in that standalone story because I could not see that Joker being a villain for Batman to fight against over the course of a movie. And that's not knocking his performance as Joker at all. I think for what that movie was, he did a great job. I, I just, I, that's a Joker. I could not see becoming a suit. Like they set up where he could have been towards the end, possibly, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a lot of good throwbacks and different things that, that came about during the course of that movie. I think it was really well done just as the backstory of him because he was, it was just like this slow burn and this build to what we, like you watch the movie, you know he's going to become the Joker, but mm -hmm. you don't know how and you don't know, there's some good twists that are thrown in there and there's some good insights to how that Joker's brain worked or didn't work and the, you know, there's some reveals that happen through the end and through the course of it that like you're 
low-key rooting for this Joker the whole way through. Like, and that's that I think that's a great selling point for that movie and the, the Joker as a character. What we talked about earlier, you want you you find yourself liking him and you find yourself relating to something, especially, you know, that we've talked about just in nerd culture in general, and this whole feeling of this whole outcast feeling or this whole feeling of having to not be on full display of your nerdiness and the things that you like this, this version of the Joker is very relatable. Um, and I put him really high up there after, after watching the movie that, you know, one of my favorite versions of the Joker, because it's a different take. It's not a Batman movie. It's a Joker movie. Mm -hmm. It's a Joker story. And it's done so well. And it shows the descent into madness. Yes. And it's not something that you usually see, that you typically get to see over the course of a full-length DC movie. Is that much... Really, well, now you kind of now think about it a little bit, really any superhero movie, you don't get that much time with a quote-unquote villain. Nope. To see that much, it was... It was a superhero movie for a supervillain. Well, here's the other thing. I have never before felt bad about a villain until Joker. There's some that I think. I, I have never felt bad for a villain. I'm trying to think. I know there's some that I have. I can't think of it off the top of my head. I just remember watching this movie and going, oh, oh. Life tragic. Yeah. You deserve that, De Niro. Yeah, take that, De Niro. Mm-hmm. That, that scene on the talk show, when he just pops him, like, that got me. Like, I was like, ooh! Like, I, an audible ooh came out of my mouth because, like, I felt like he wasn't going, I, like, I was pretty confident he wasn't going to do what, it was showing and like what he was, it was alluding to. And then boom. And then like, yeah, because it was alluding to that he was going to kill himself on live TV in front of a whole bunch of people, um, a live studio audience and um, broadcast across the nation. And I was like, oh, I don't think he's going to do that. But like, I believe that this character could do that. Like it was believable that the character would do it. But in my head, I'm like, the movie's not going to go that route. Right. But I wasn't like as quick as he did it. That was so good. It was a great movie, but it's one of those movies. I don't think I can watch multiple times. I would watch it again because it's one of those movies that there's so much left up for interpretation that I think there's, there's so many little things hinted to and alluded to and little Easter eggs and things throughout that movie Mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, I, when we first started talking about it, I talked about, you know, it's basically the fight club of Joker type movies. It's got that same kind of feel that the, the narrative, the narrator is telling the story, how he wants it to be seen. And then you get some of the reveals to the end that I think there's so many things that are just sprinkled throughout that movie. that give hints to what actually happened because what we saw through the course of events, I don't believe is what actually happened. Right. I think that's how he saw it happen in, trying to find where that break is where it stopped being him telling the story and it being what actually happened right 
you know, I don't think it's definitive. You know, at the end, what he was when the riot broke out and they busted him out of the car and they lay him across the cop car and there's all the people in the Joker mask and he rises above his minions and stuff. I don't know if that actually happened. You know, that's that's just one of those things that's up for interpretation that that would probably drive me to go back and rewatch that movie. Just to see. Just a few, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to like binge watch. The whole damn movie, we're like, everything we thought we knew, we didn't. Mm -mm. No. It it threw a lot of good twists. Yeah. So there's that one. Um, Let's go back to Red Hood for a sec. So when you see Red Hood, if you watch any of the new stuff, it's like Titans. This isn't the new red hood we're talking about red hood was brought back in 2004 through 2006 story arc which was another great joker story mm-hmm. because the new red hood is jason todd who came back from the dead with the alias of joker's old alias as one does as one does except this red hood's badass so when we're saying red hood we're talking about joker red hood specifically not jason todd who joker did kill which was the only time they let the fans vote on whether, because Jason Todd, second Robin, was so annoying, they actually had a 900 number that you call to decide his fate. And it was overwhelming to kill Jason Todd. Who would that be? That would be a very cool experiment for a publisher to do. Yeah. Is a story by proxy, basically. You, it's a choose, choose your, own your own adventure, adventure <laughs> across the board, and you, you know, you have your option and just see, like, let it happen, just see what what happens with it. That would be, be really awesome. just to do a whole series. You know, it wouldn't so, have anything long, but you know, DC Marvel. If you guys are listening to us, you're not. Um, make sure you give us credit for this because mm-hmm. I think that would be a great story. Like every week, you could do it weekly. Do it weekly. And let the fans vote on it. What happens next? You want to make it a big money maker? What? You make it a huge money maker? What? You do it in theaters. Oh wow. And you have you have your preset options. You do right. the choose your own adventure book as a movie. You record all the scenes. I think there's some like sh- very short Netflix shows kind of like this. No, there not, is. Not terribly entertaining, but they're kind of cool. Like uh bear Gr- uh Oh, What's his yeah. Name? Bear, yeah, Bear I died a lot trying to play that. I, I do too. I always but die. I'm like, imagine if you had a movie released in theaters that had potentially eight different endings. Right. And multiple paths to get to those endings. And you, had just, you just had your phone in your lap. I'd pay to do watch, it. And you go and you watch the movie, and it's up to the audience in the theater at that time. You check in. And you're like, okay, I'm at, you know, the Warren Cinema at the 7.30. There's my show. I clock in. I get, here's my ticket. It matches up. And then everybody there votes. And every time you go watch it, you could end up watching the exact same thing again, or you get a totally different story. I'd, I'd do it. You know how many times people like us would go back like, man, I hope I get a different one. Son of a bitch, everybody voted for the same thing again. I'm going to go back <laughs> again. Like, I'd do it. People rolling back and forth through theaters and paying multiple times for a ticket. There it is. I'd do it again. Marvel, we do it. We want our commission on this. We want our commission on it. Please, thank you. I would pay a lot of money to do that. 
movie by proxy. You wouldn't even have to pay a lot. If you just charge normal ticket price. Which is like 20 bucks now. Yeah, well, I'm not saying you have to pay above what the normal ticket price is, just the... <laughs> just regular ticket price? Because you would buy another ticket. You'd turn like, all right, we got to go watch it again because we saw the same thing. If you think about it, for one person, that'd be 80 bucks a month. Yep. And then the hype for the at-home release God. to where you could finally figure out a different ending that you wanted to see. Everybody would buy that. You don't release it on some streaming service. You just sell it. Yeah. <laughs> sell it by parts. It's mm -hmm. DLC. Oh, it's DLC for movies. Oh, we just came up with a terrible idea. Never mind. No, that's a great idea. All right, everyone, give us our cut. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's your origin stories so then i made a list of what i consider to be the test 10 best joker stories okay this is chris's opinion chris's opinion alone if you agree cool if you don't fuck you um it's what to i clarify think. we're not talking about suicide squad joker right no not suicide squad joker like anymore at all no okay good all right, jared leto. yeah the jared leto like that's what I was getting at earlier. The the over the top crazy just to be crazy that just no, it, that was they missed the boat on that one. It, it I didn't like all the tattoos and the grill and the I was fine with the majority of the look. It just it did it 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 it, it didn't it just he felt icky. Yeah. <laughs> he was an icky joker. He wasn't. He made you feel dirty. Yeah. And not like you could walk away from the movie like, yeah, I felt weird after, but it was still a cool movie. He's like, I still feel like, I feel like I need to go take a bath. I need some. Yeah. It was not my favorite take on the joke. Like, I so just want to rub skipping. my whole body in hand sanitizer. And sit that is a filth that no amount of hot water and no amount of soap will ever wash away. Mm. Uh, just yeah, that was a try hard joker. So yeah, so you know how we feel about tryhards. Anyway, we do ten so best Joker the... stories. Joker, Joker returns storyline in Batman number one. That was the intro to Joker. Um, so that has to be on the list. Yeah, Mad Love from Batman the animated series. Batman the Animated Series. Okay, flash facts. We haven't done a flash fact in a while either because we've had really serious episodes lately. Um, flash fact. Harley Quinn did not exist in the comics before Batman the Animated Series. She was a creation for Batman the Animated Series. I feel like I should have known that. I didn't know that. Um, I learned something tonight. And, uh, what? hold on, let me look this up. Her voice in there. That is the definitive Harley voice for me. Who did her voice? It That's what I'm looking up right now. Hold on, Batman. I, I almost want to, like, I don't know why I automatically thought Nancy Cartwright, but it's not Nancy Cartwright. No. Well, okay. Nancy Cartwright. The definitive, the definitive Joker voice we've, for me is Mark Hamill. Mm -hmm. The definitive Batman voice is Kevin Conroy mm -hmm. from Batman the Animated Series. Like, and he's a little skinny guy. He's a little um, fella. Oh, that's who did her voice. Bob Hastings was Commissioner Gordon. Who was it? 
Arlene Sorkin. Oh, what? What do I have Tara Strong? Oh, no, no, no. Well, Tara Strong does the current Harley voice, like in the okay. video games. Oh, okay. That's, there we go. It was Arlene Sorkin. Um, Arlene Sorkin did Harley throughout all that. And it was the, that's the Mr. J. Mm hmm. All right, Putin. And she, you know, she could just turn it on the, uh, on the dot like yeah. she she is harley to me um dr harleen quinzel uh so beloved that kevin smith named his daughter mm -hmm. harley quinn smith but she um this mad love explores the dynamic between harley and the joker and this you know yeah it's the first time we've ever seen it it's because of that um, but it was great. I, I mean, I really, really loved it. Um, that was one of my favorite episodes. White Knight. I loved White Knight. White Knight was a role reversal with Batman, where Batman was kind of the bad guy. Yeah. And Joker was, instead of the Dark Knight, he was the White Knight. Um, he ah. wins, he won a suit against, um, uh, GCPD, the Gotham City Police Department. Yeah. Um, and he got a cure for his condition. And because of that, you know, you find out Joker's brilliant electro engineer. If you think about it, he comes up with all those bombs and everything else. The Joker, the gadget Joker gas. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 a genius. No matter how many ways you put it, it's just. His insanity just kind of, you know, took the forefront to that. Um, but with this, he rules Gothic, Gotham, rules Gotham through politics and electro engineering. So it was a great storyline. Like it, it was. I would highly recommend you read White Knight. Okay. Death in the Family from the New Fifty Two. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, this is the original death in the family. Um, this is the Jason Todd death. Okay. Where he beat him in the face with a crowbar to death. That's the Joker I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, laughs. Laughs, crowbars. Make someone's face hamburger meat, you know. Mutilation, yeah. Give me that, um, Joker. Next up, and you can jump in if you've seen any of these or read any of these. Batman, The Man Who Laughs by Ed Brubaker. Brubaker's another one of my favorite writers, especially on his runs with Batman. This one, it updates one of his origin stories and gives a more complete picture of the Joker. So it dives deeper into the origin story. You catch a the, more humanizing. The tie-in and the throwback with that title? Oh, yeah. The Man Who Laughs. Mm-hmm. The original inspiration so it's great we came in a full circle so for once that was a good there's a good little nod by them on that um the next was the laughing fish in detective comics 475 um this is the one that reminds you that he's a failed comedian and jokes are his stick mm -hmm. that's the whole purpose of that one 
Uh, Joker's Five Way Revenge. Wait a minute. Love you this sure one. that's uh, not off somewhere deeper in the web that you grabbed? Which one? Joker's Five Way Revenge, or is that? An oh actual... no that that was that was two bats and one Joker. Ah, okay, got you. Um, <laughs> Batman and Batgirl. Um, with the bat suppositories. <laughs> um, Joker's Five Way Revenge. Batman 251. Joker literally almost kills Batman. Like he's one hit away from killing the bat. Just then all of a sudden it just hits him. He becomes unhappy. He doesn't want to win by luck because he got lucky doing this. He wants to show that he is um, Joker's thing with Batman. The game he plays is he wants to always one up Batman. He wants to show he's superior. Like, the Riddler wants to show he's superior to Batman by beating the... De- 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 cannot... Words are hard, and they mean... Beating things. the what? <laughs> he wants to show he's the superior. Like, Riddler wants to show he's... That's what... I didn't know. Where detective. Here. I think that goes back to the Joker 5-way. Okay. Maybe it is the Joker 5-way. Um, he wants to show... Riddler wants to show he's superior to the detective. He's smarter. Joker just wants to one-up Bats and show that he's superior in every way. Um, he wants to show that he wins through planning and scheming. That's what the whole story is about. Soft targets. Gotham Central 12 through 15. Okay, what was different about this is the whole storyline of Gotham Central is th- told through like your regular patrolman's eyes. Or bullock, you know the it's the everyday it gave the human element to it. Um, it. It's told almost exclusively on through this through the eyes of the Gotham Police Department. So, like you know, like the ones where Joker would like chop up people. Can you imagine just your everyday patrolman responding to that? Yeah. Poor fella. That's, that's what it. That's what it was. Um, another one of my favorite stories: Arkham Asylum by dave mckean um first the artwork is phenomenal on this one it's not it's not the polished alex roth ross it's very like angular like the cheekbones they're angular and pointy mm-hmm. and you know those movies and tv shows where we've seen where someone's going crazy and it goes to like the cartoon and like nightmarish scenes yeah. that's what the whole comic looks like just showing how crazy Arkham is and how insane the Joker is. Um, it shows the disturbing side of the Joker, if you want to call it the disturbing, like, because he's in his element there. Um, it's psychological torture in a prison of his own making, is what I put. Um, f- for Batman. Um, it shows how twisted Arkham is, and even more so when the Joker is in cons- control. It's, it's almost like a horror movie. looking at some of the artwork here yeah look at it's beautiful oh yeah look at mccain's is he the only one that did that yeah that's so creepy that is so creepy it almost looks like the artwork reminds me a lot of uh remember those uh are you afraid or not are you afraid of the dark the uh the scary stories 
books from like when we were younger uh scary stories to tell in the dark i think yeah. that's what it was and they did the movie off of it yeah and so uh yeah that, that's exactly what it looks like yeah and like the 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 lady uh, Alvin Schwartz, everyone the Alvin yeah. Schwartz books yeah the the artwork in that looks very similar i'm like looking right now just uh just the like the original well not similar but like similar style i guess uh, yeah i guess similar we'll go with that but it's very similar very how many times are we gonna say similar a lot uh <laughs> well that's similar to what you were saying yeah i see do you think it's similar i think it's similar it's probably similar it's probably similar but it, it isn't it gorgeous artwork though it is like and the story is really good too um then i put the killing joke we've talked we've talked about that like three times already um what's different about the killing joke is he this story i think to this day he pushes batman to the limit like no other story so i i don't and you know that was written in the 80s so you know it's bad so there's some let's talk about the ending briefly yep um i think from what i've been able to read <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> the they did the ending of the the movie almost shot for shot frame for frame is how the the comic ended like they were very true to the source material for that and there's a lot of debate uh that at the end of that story whether it's the comic or the movie if batman did or did not kill joker in that moment And it's it's one of those things that's very open to interpretation. Depends on what you want to believe from it. I think they said that or there's like if you really crank the audio in the actual movie, you can hear like a crack after the screen goes black or after he's having you know they're laughing together. That was an assumption that he broke Joker's neck. Like that was his breaking point. Like he finally snapped. Like the bat finally snapped, killed the Joker, because that was a big theme throughout that whole story is that one of us is going to end up killing the other and it's called the killing joke i mean did he kill joker at the end did he not that's that's something that's very interesting to me i agree it's it it leaves you wondering mm -hmm. i think in the as much as i want to know i mean that's that makes a good, great story um so then the final one that i put what i forgot all about this is the crime syndicate of america storylines okay crime syndicate of america is the like bizarro versions basically of our justice league of america like superman is ultraman and he's like as italian mobster as you can be wonder woman is ultra woman I think you don't sound too confident about that. I can't remember. I can't remember what, her, what like what Green Lantern is called Power Ring. And then hmm. it's it's like and they're the overlords of. Um, I want to say it's America or maybe it's the world and America has a K in it, but they're you know, they rule with an iron fist. They don't hesitate to kill mm -hmm. the heroes in that universe 
are Lex Luthor and Joker is Red Hood. Oh, okay. So those, any one of those crime syndicate of America stories, especially that storyline, were some of my favorites. So, yeah, that's what I got. Easy enough. But, I mean, we've, we've gone over a lot. I mean, what do you guys think? What's your favorite Joker storyline? Do you like Joker? If you don't, go. There was something, you know, I, I, like I know I've been talking a lot about the Killing Joke because that's like that's most the one you re- saw most recently. Most yeah. recent, so it's going to stick in my head, you know, that and the, the Joker movie itself. And, you know, we'll, we'll save discussions of future Jokers for future discussions. But there was just something that, you know, we think about, we were talking about earlier, the two-way, the, we were talking about Red Hood, Red Hood and the, the evolution of his, of the mask and the hood itself. You know, you said like originally it was like the burlap sack. And I keep thinking back to that two-way mirror thing. When, I don't think, I don't think they ever gave him a name in the killing joke they may have gave the joker a name but you know he's having that flashback and he's so like not anxious isn't the word i'm looking for he's so nervous about putting that hood on he's so like nervous about becoming something different and changing and they're explaining to him like he, you know he's like oh how can i see and all that and they they give him the two-way mirror um example and then they're outside of the facility, and it's shot really cool. And that it there's a, a color tone change. Everything's kind of like brown scale, not sepia, but it's got like a brown tint to it, so you know it's in the past because it's colored different. But he there's a brief moment where they you see it from the inside when they put the the hood on him mm-hmm. like through the little lock thing, and they twist it shut, and so he can actually see outside for the the first time. Yeah, and everything has that tint, like he can see but everything's tinted. It's got the red tint to it because it's that weird two, two-way mirror thing. And like at that moment, that's when you like actually know that Joker is really Mephisto. God bless it. Because of the, his vision. It's like this the crossover that nobody knew happened. It's a Joker's Mephisto. Maybe, baby. So. Maybe, baby. Maybe, baby. Now you fuckwads and say I'm not a model can munch my brunch hole. You're not that upset about it. that. Was a good one. That was a really good one. But I'm sitting here thinking about like I'm like, oh yeah, I love Killing Joke. Oh, I love that part. Oh, it's a great part. And then I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. Real Jen. I didn't catch any fish at the lake today, but I caught a lunker on the show. Hooked line and sinker. Hold on. <laughs> oh, he got me again. It's been a couple episodes, it's but been he a got bit. me. Been a bit. It's been coming. So yeah, um, you guys uh, join the Discord. Look in the link below down in the show notes. Join the Discord. Tell us your favorite Joker. Um, we have a channel for episode discussion. Tell us what your favorite one is. Uh, tell us what your least favorite Joker is, and tell us why it's Jared Leto. And, and then. <laughs> And justify it. I want to. I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you all think about this. Yeah, I like, mean, I, we're throwing a lot of hate. No, he he put his best foot forward, but it, it was just an icky Joker. He did. He did better than we could. I don't know. I would have had to shave. I want to see a bearded Joker. 
be hard to do with the makeup. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, you can cover the mustache, a la Cesar Romero, but I don't know about all the thing. But yeah, I want to hear what you guys think. Like, do do you not like the Joker and why? Like, uh, there's probably several. There's you know probably tens of people that don't like the Joker, and if you're one of them, like I want I want to hear why. Talk about it. Let's Let us know. Little, let's have a, let's have a discussion. Um. I don't, we haven't had a listener of the week lately too. Um, but I'm going to give this to Hughes again. Hughes? Because I know Hughes is a faithful listener. So Hughes, thank you so much. Two-time listener of the week. Double. Achievement. Put that on your resume. Um, and we're actually picking up in a lot of countries now too. Nice. Um we are in like three regions in france now mm. germany still continues to be strong um they're actually remember how last time they were at like one percent they're mm -hmm. at two percent of our listeners now like these new new listeners where do you come from we come from france come from france <laughs> but germany's our number two right now canada you're slacking here we're gonna need you to pick up the pace yeah come on you fall into number three prom prom we need you to start telling people to listen to us mm -hmm. yeah Ireland's because on because this France. this show is also available in Canadian. In Can it is a yeah. mm -hmm. um, the United Kingdom and mm -hmm. Brazil now. Ah, Brazil. So maybe we need yeah. to do a Capoeira episode then. Maybe we. Ooh ha! Ooh ha! Ah. Now why do I sound like Johnny Bravo? Capoeira, um, Brazil. Ooh ha! Ha ha, Mama. Mm. Um, yeah, just let us know. It's. It, these are labors of love for us. We enjoy doing these and mm -hmm. we appreciate you all letting us ramble on for hours at a time. We didn't go too long this time. We kind of went longer than I thought we would. Mm -hmm. So, but with that, this has been Every Man's Guide to Nerddom. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle. And wherever you guys are, have a great evening, night, morning, whatever time it is. And please be good to each other. See ya. Nerd See ya. Rise up. It could get elevated. Nerdcore could rise up. It could get elevated. Nerdcore used to be just a made up word. MCs shied away from.